Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 90 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Kelsey Hightower. Kelsey has worn every hat possible throughout his career in tech and enjoys leadership roles focused on making things happen and shipping software. Kelsey is a strong open source advocate focused on building simple tools that make people smile. So Kelsey, can I ask you to expand on that brief summary and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Oh, yeah. So I've been in in maybe tech for, you know, 13, 14 years, Um, various companies from the enterprise to finance to open source companies like Puppet Labs and CoreOS. Now I'm at Google working on Google Cloud. And I'm a bit of a generalist these days. I kind of focus on the compute side of the house. So everything from Kubernetes to our serverless platforms. And I kind of specialize in making sure that all of Google Cloud works together as a user would use it, right? So no one uses just containers or just serverless functions. Most people are are attempting to complete or solve a problem. And my job is to make sure that people can solve as many problems that make sense. Yeah, so it's sort of seamless integration from a user perspective. Yeah, so there's a lot of product work that goes into that, right? Like, uh, how does authentication work between various components, uh, networking, storage, security, you name it. Kelsey, can you maybe share a unique career tip with the IT career and Agile audience, one they might not know and should? I think the biggest career tip that I've learned over the years is to write it down. In tech, a lot of times decisions are, you kind of make them on the fly. There's some outage, there's some downtime, and you want to get the system back up fast as possible. So we tend to do ad hoc activities that may or may not be the real solution to the problem. And that really doesn't help us long-term. And also when we're proposing new ideas, right? You started a new company or you've been there for a while and you want to institute some change or what you believe is some improvement. And until I learned to write things down, you know, maybe a doc where you talk about the pros and cons, the actual problem you're trying to solve, and give people an opportunity to give you feedback on the document itself. So instead of maybe arguing back and forth, if you could just kind of capture all of the facts, let people poke holes in it, do your best to fill those holes, then that particular document can be something that people then have productive conversations around. Should we really do this, given what we know, given what we've documented, And if you do it, then you have a document to justify or at least explain to someone how you ended up at that decision. Yeah. Do you see that as an iterative process as well? You know, a lot of these projects can end up being multi-year efforts. So I think the initial problem statement, you try to scope what you're actually trying to solve. For example, if you believe you can speed up or improve network utilization in your infrastructure, then it may help you to understand what's the current utilization and what it should be. And based on those factors, you start to impose or implement some changes. Now, things may change in the future. Maybe what it should be should be tenfold. And then that will change or 
you know, influence what should happen next. So a lot of times these documents are good at capturing the current problem and the current solution, but you have to be willing to change your opinions or what you document based on someone looking at the document and say, well, that's not actually true. Uh, we actually have this much network bandwidth, not what you've captured. So that may change the direction you want to take. Yeah. Do you see that's a problem within IT generally that people don't necessarily think too far ahead in terms of what the future might look like? Yeah, like I said, a lot of this stuff could be territorial, like, hey, I'm the one that does the deployments and I use this tool and it's been working for five years. And maybe they haven't taken the time to document why that tool exists or why they do it the way they do it, or haven't taken the time to push things forward by, hey, let's let's see how we can improve things. What's the current state? Is there room for improvement? So I think a lot of times in, in tech, it just becomes tribal knowledge, why things are the way they are. So when people ask questions like, why can't I get a virtual machine in less than five minutes? And you kind of get a lot of this kind of nuanced answers. Oh, for security reasons, we have to go through this particular process. And no one's really sure why the process exists. And there's no clear place where the process is defined. So we know how to improve it. So I think that's one of the biggest problems we see in IT today. So moving on to maybe a little more sensitive subject, can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moments and what you learned from that experience? There's the easy ones of, you know, you make a mistake and, you know, you kind of have all the human emotions involved with making mistakes, right? You kind of feel the embarrassment, you know, you're in front of your peers, you make a a big mistake. But to me, I don't know if those are the, the worst career moments. I think the worst career moment for me is to understand that it doesn't really matter the quality of the idea. It doesn't really matter how good your solution is or if you have a fix or not. A lot of things in IT deal with humans. And the first day I really realized that, I would probably say it was the the worst career moment because it kind of put out that flame of, I just want to get things done. I want to learn. I want to keep going. I want to keep pushing. I want to find the boundaries. And then you realize that that's not, what IT is. It isn't just that. It is actually convincing a lot of other people that those things need to happen. And in a lot of cases, you would actually spend more time doing the convincing than the actual solution takes. And honestly, for me, it's it's not like it's a complete bad thing. But at that moment, that was a very versed moment in my career to realize that it isn't about the technology. It's not about improving your skills alone those human factors actually become the most beneficial. You know, once I learned that, it's been okay. I've been able to adjust and balance things out by having the ability to do both. Yeah, that's a very good point, yes. So moving away from your worst moment, can you maybe tell us about your IT career highlights um, or greatest success? I think the greatest success I've done is taking the first two things. Like the best advice I've gotten was to write things down. And the worst feeling was when I learned that it's not all about tech, it's also about the people. And those two things kind of lead to the future success. The ability to articulate these solutions and motivate people to execute on them. So I remember giving my very first public speaking, and it was at a small meetup at Georgia Tech. And I went to a meetup for the very first time, and I watched the people give a talk. And I said, you know what? I can probably do this as well. 
And I remember working on the talk. I wanted to be perfect. I wanted to make sure that I looked smart. So I did all the research. I made those ideas very concise. I made sure that I didn't leave out any of the newcomers. And I delivered that talk and got a lot of great feedback. And it stuck with me going forward that that ability to motivate people and show ideas clearly, that means you have to do a lot of hard work and preparation before you put those ideas forward. And when I figured out that I can actually do that, uh, it kind of set the tone for the rest of my IT career. So communication for you is is a key thing. I mean, you've mentioned um, public speaking in particular. Is that something you enjoy doing? You know, I enjoy when it goes well. You know, in the last five years, most of my public speaking engagements have gone well. The live demos work. People seem to get the message. People find them authentic. Uh, The preparation is nerve-wracking. While you're in the middle of these live demos with no backup, it's nerve-wracking. You don't want it to go south. But what I do enjoy, though, is when people get it. You look out into the audience, and you can see the light bulb go off for some people for the very first time. And you know that those communication skills are working. And they also work in the workplace. When you're advocating for specific ideas or you're trying to push particular product features, motivating people to be happy about, you know what, you're right. Even though those opinions are different than mine, I really want to work on your idea. And I think that's been incredibly powerful. Yeah. I think the ability to, yeah, as you say, create that light bulb moment where people's way of thinking has been altered to look at a problem in a different way or a different solution. I think that's, that's really a great thing to be able to do. And it's also great to be able to do it for yourself. Because I think the exercise is that you have to learn how to create the light bulb moments for yourself before you can create them for other people. And I think that's the continuous learning cycle. I have to make the light bulb go off for myself. I have to be able to make myself excited time and time again. And then I can channel that energy to other people while I'm on stage. So Kelsey, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? Uh, I guess the most exciting part is the potential. I think, again, given that most of the human problems and decisions and the corners we back ourselves in are the biggest challenge to overcome, but for some, maybe there'll be new companies that come along that will just simply be able to benefit from all the modern tech. They won't have any baggage to bring forth. They won't have any legacy system to modernize. And the potential for them And this will also work for some new companies or existing companies as well. But the potential is that there's so many things we've learned in the last 30, 40 years that a newcomer could just go and use some of these existing platforms, you know, things like serverless functions where everything is event driven and you leverage all of these managed services has a lot of potential, right? If these managed services live up to their promises, if the reliability meets customers' expectations, if the price point stays well, then a lot of the boilerplate we do in IT today can go away simply because we just have modern infrastructure that's at the right price point and the right reliability. I kind of think of it like the freeway system being built, right? Once you have a freeway that connects states and countries, then most people can just focus on driving, not charting new courses. And I think for this stuff to really uh, reach its full potential, we need to enable that for a lot more people than we do today. We're going to go into the reveal round now. I'm going to find out a little bit more about the way you think um, and maybe some of your views on IT. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? It was one career that didn't require a college degree. 
and it had the potential for the most financial gain. Those were the the two main reasons for me, right? So my background growing up, um, like many others in our field, you're not quite sure what you want to do. You don't come from a lot of money and you're trying to figure out how do you really get ahead? How do you kind of reach your full potential? And maybe you don't want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an athlete, but you want to be able to see your work reach lots of people and then equally be rewarded for it. And given the fact that we had things like the internet, you could walk into a bookstore, buy a book, and if you were willing, you could actually learn all of the things to make you productive in the industry. So those are the kind of the things that really attracted me to IT. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Again, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, but just this idea of write it down. Write it down for yourself. If you're going to make a decision, if you believe Jenkins is the best CI, CD system in the world, then write down why you believe that and allow others to challenge those assumptions because maybe something has changed since you've come to that conclusion. And I think that only makes you better, right? It helps you for future decisions. It provides an inclusive environment for others to provide feedback, even if it's feedback that you don't agree with, in a way that it gives them time and space to think it through. And then you do the right thing for that particular situation. And I think a lot of this stuff is situational. There is no best solution for every situation. So writing things down, capturing the current situation alongside your proposal only makes things a lot better for you going forward and the people around you. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I think the biggest thing is really understand that the fundamentals are way more important than the products. So when I started in IT, I remember I wanted to focus on learning free BSD, right? At the time, I figured it was the purest Unix environment that I could get for free. I can install it on, you know, the hardware that I had. And I spent a lot of time learning free BSD specifically. I didn't spend a lot of time learning Unix in particular, right? The principles and foundations there, like how shells work, how TTYs work, how the file systems work, all those things are transferable. And it took me maybe into the half point of my career to understand it just didn't really matter if it was AIX or Solaris or FreeBSD or Linux. They all had certain fundamentals that if that was the right system for the situation, I could learn those fundamentals and be just fine and operate in those environments. So I think that would be one thing that for anyone that's starting out in this career, if you do pick a product, ask yourself, what are the fundamentals behind that product? And then go deep on those fundamentals because those things will stick with you. Yeah, absolutely. The, the technologies won't last, but the fundamentals are always always of value. What career objectives are you currently focusing on? I think the biggest objectives I'm focused on right now is just getting better every day. There's a couple of parts to that. One is just be a little bit wiser every day. When I see things that work or didn't work, I try to spend a little bit of time analyzing what happened and how I can influence one direction over the other. And then the other one is from a technical ability. Instead of learning everything, you know, my early days, it's learn as much as you can. And now it's, I want to be an expert in specific things. So I'm making career bets, right? I'm betting that serverless may have a great potential. And now I'm willing to go deep 
and not just learn how it works and study the happy path, but also its limitations so when I so I can know when not to be used. So now in this point in my career, I'm kind of focused on going very deep in a smaller number of things and then also challenging myself just to be continuously better as a person. I want to be the person people want to work with. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I have a very positive attitude on things and it's genuine positivity. I'm excited about the things I'm working on. I'm excited about the things I'm learning and I'm excited about the potential. Some people would say, hey, those are non-technical things, I guess because you can, you can say that they're a bit more emotional. So when I get into these technical settings, a lot of times it's that motivation to make people feel good about themselves and the work that they're doing. Because I, I found motivation goes a long way, right? If someone is making an attempt, and even if it isn't perfect, you say, hey, this is amazing. I think you've done this great, and I would like to see a little bit more of that, and maybe help them brainstorm a few more ideas that push the boundaries. And then that level of motivation, the outcomes are probably way more than you could ever ask for. Kelsey, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? If you're in IT, so IT is typically seen as a cost center, right? And some people, unfortunately, have taken many IT roles and look at them as someone asked me to do a task, I will execute the task. And you end up in this spiral or this kind of loop where some people have been in this field for 15 years and they have the equivalent of one year experience. And that's very unfortunate is because I think they look at the job as something where you work from a ticket queue, something you buy from a vendor and you configure it or you manage it. And I think that's unfortunate because, again, there's so much to learn. There's so much creativity that can, can come from each individual. And if you're willing to collaborate with people, you may be able to push the boundaries further than the things that you can just buy off the shelf, further than the ticket that was given to you. If you look at these tasks, if you look at these products and you look at them only as starting points, then you'll see the ability to add value based on your own creativity. So if you're in a company and you're the person who creates virtual machines based on the request, someone opens a ticket, you spend, I don't know, 30 minutes and you create the virtual machine. There's a lot of opportunity for improvement there, right? How come the ticket can't automatically trigger some automation to create the virtual machine. Why not provide an abstraction that eliminates the virtual machine? It's okay to move past where you are. And I just think a lot of people in IT don't understand the value of what we used to say back in the day, automate yourself out of a job. And if you know, at the end of that, there will always be more work to do. So do not be afraid of your job going away. Create the, the one you want. Yeah. Absolutely. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? I guess these days I kind of spend more of my time on Twitter. My direct messages are open. So people will send me a DM maybe for career advice or a technical question. And I'm often known to, you know, spend enough time, even if it's over the phone or a Google Hangout, to explain to them, get to know the person and really try to give them some fine-tuned advice that may work best for them and maybe share some of my experiences to see if they can take any value from that. Great. 
Kelsey, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Awesome. Thank you. As always, my thanks go to my guest on today's show. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. I also want to thank you for your continued support. It's always great to hear from listeners, particularly when they have suggestions about potential guests or ways to improve the show. And this was one of the reasons for creating the new IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. I'm really excited about taking the podcast forward, and I hope that you'll continue to support and listen to the show as it continues to change and evolve. Thanks for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.